0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you today and talking Islanders hockey, something we always all love doing. And look, not a lot of activity right now on the free agent front. The Islanders did officially make a signing today. We'll talk about that. We will also talk about Charles Wong, the former Islanders owner and uh believe it or not yesterday the second anniversary of his passing we'll talk about his legacy and what he meant to the New York Islanders plus we have our Islanders birthday of the day and we look at Simeon Varlamov today look at his season his playoffs which were outstanding and of course uh his future with the New York Islanders and that's a, maybe a little bit trickier than we otherwise thought, and we'll talk about that as well. Right now, if there's something on your mind, a question, a comment, a, a topic you'd like us to discuss, uh, feel free to send us an email, the email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You can also uh, follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on everything happening and going on concerning the New York Islanders. Want to do a little special shout out to Chris from Washington State. Uh, Thank him for his comments the other day. And uh, again, if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air uh, when we talk about whatever it is that is on your mind so let's start out with the transaction of the day AJ Greer who we talked about last week the Islanders acquired him from the Colorado Avalanche and and they signed Greer officially today to a two-year uh, a one-year two-way excuse me one year two-way contract if he plays in the NHL for the whole season, Greer will earn $700,000. If he spends the whole year in the minor leagues, most likely Bridgeport, he would earn $100,000, but he is guaranteed a minimum actually of 125,000. So even if he spends the whole year in the minors, they'll bump him up to 125,000 even though Uh, He will be paid at a rate for most of the season uh, of $100,000. So it's a cap-friendly deal for Greer, who I expect will, you know, have a chance to possibly fight for a spot on the third line, maybe the fourth line, but most likely the third line. But he will be one of many candidates competing for one spot. And, you know, he is the kind of guy where if somebody gets hurt, they can call him up, bring him in, he's got enough NHL experience that he probably could, you know, fit in well for a few games without hurting the team significantly, and who knows, maybe the change of scenery, you know, helps Greer take his career to the next level, and he becomes more of, you know, the kind of guy who the Islanders need on that third line. So, We'll keep an eye out on that, but that is the official signing that took place on Wednesday as A.J. Greer signs a one-year, two-way contract with the Islanders. Now, Greer was arbitration eligible. That is no longer an issue. The other thing uh, that was on the Islanders' website yesterday, uh, that yesterday was indeed the two-year anniversary of the passing of Charles Wong, former Islanders owner, uh, who died October 21st, 2018, at the age of 74. Wong took over the Islanders in 2000, owned the team through 2016, then was a minority owner uh, after that until his passing for the last two years of his life. And look, was Charles Wong the greatest owner in the history of hockey? No. Uh Was he an honest, hardworking, well-intentioned man? Absolutely. And I think, you know, Islander fans may question some of his decisions, especially keeping Mike Milbury uh, around as long as he did, and uh, maybe, you know, hiring Garth Snow and keeping him around as long as he did, although, uh, and I've mentioned this a few times, no way the Islanders uh, make this run in the playoffs this year without the players that Garth Snow added. But be that as it may, look, Charles didn't know a lot about hockey, but what Charles Wong cared about, and I did have the pleasure of meeting him a number of times and participating in, uh, you know, media scrums with him over the years, he loved the hockey team and he loved Long Island. And without Charles Wong, No question about it, the New York Islanders would have been in Quebec City, or Kansas City, or Seattle, or somewhere else. There would have been no way to keep the Islanders on Long Island, or even in the New York metropolitan area. And yes, he wanted to have that lighthouse project built, and it probably would have been beneficial in a lot of ways to do it. But Politics got in the way, and maybe Charles Wong could have handled things a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, he then orchestrated the team's move to Brooklyn, which kept them in the New York metropolitan area, sold the team to people who also agreed to keep it in the metropolitan area, and now we have the arena being built uh, near Belmont that really, the UBS arena that wouldn't be a reality without what Charles Wong did for the New York Islanders. So, I I have to say, uh, did I always agree with Charles Wong? No. Did I always respect his hard work, his dedication, his integrity? Absolutely. And would there be a New York Islanders in 2020 if it wasn't for Charles Wong? No, absolutely not. So, Thank you to Charles Wong for all he did for the New York Islanders, and uh, may his memory always be for a blessing. Two years, hard to believe he's been gone that long. Also, you know, very involved in the Long Island community, giving money to various charitable causes, and working with, uh, I believe it's Stony Brook University uh, in in a number of aspects. So, uh, again, uh, thank you, Charles Wong, for everything you did for the Islanders over the years, and keeping the team here being the biggest of those accomplishments. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We've got a very special Islanders' birthday of the day, one of the titans of the franchise, plus our look at Simeon Varlamov and where he stands moving forward. Uh, and, And look, if you think about it, how important was Simeon Varlamov to the Islanders' success this season? We'll get to all of that and more Lots to get to on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, all of us know that buying auto parts at a brick-and-mortar store can be intimidating and difficult and confusing. And let's face it, chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but that's not a problem at rockauto.com. Their prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. There's no account membership, no logon. All you have to do is get online and search for all the parts available for your car or truck. They've got all the parts you need engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and best of all, they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, time for our Islanders birthday of the day and a very special Islanders birthday of the day. Happy 71st birthday to a man who just had his number retired by the Islanders last season. He was a player, an assistant coach, a head coach, a minor league coach, a scout, and now is the Islanders' color commentary on their television broadcasts and a big part of the Islanders' family and the community here on Long Island, of course. I'm talking about Butch Goring, and happy 71st birthday to Goring. He originally was selected in the fifth round of the 1969 NHL Amateur Draft by the L.A. Kings, played with the Kings from 1969-70 through 1979-80, where he became the ultimate trade deadline acquisition And when the Islanders acquired Goring, he changed the complexion of the team. On the ice, he gave them a reliable second-line center who could take some pressure off Brian Trottier, who had experience, who could kill penalties, take face-offs, and put the puck in the net as well. Off the ice, Goring helped the Islanders believe in themselves. And he basically came into the organization and said, you guys don't realize how good everyone knows you are. And between the addition of Goring on the front line and the addition of Kenny Morrow on the blue line, the Islanders in 1980 went from a team that was considered outstanding during the regular season but couldn't finish the job in the playoffs to a team that won four consecutive Stanley Cups and then went to a Stanley Cup final the following Season and Goring a big part of the Islanders' success, winning the Conn Smythe Trophy as the playoff MVP in 1981, where he had 10 goals and 20 points in 18 games as the Islanders won their second straight Stanley Cup. His that was also his most productive season as an Islander: 23 goals, 60 points during the regular season, and believe it or not, and this is uh, an amazing statistic, in 78 games that year, Butch Goring had zero penalty minutes. In fact, almost never got penalty minutes. Such a clean player. The following season, 10, that was his career high as an Islander, then 8, 8, and 2 penalty minutes for Butch Goring in an Islander's uniform. So that's a, a, a pretty incredible statistic for Butch Goring with the Islanders. For his NHL career, 1,107 games played, 375 goals, 888 points. Add in another 38 goals and 88 points in 134 uh, playoff contests. Coached the Capital District Islanders, their AHL affiliate in the early 90s, then the Denver Grizzlies and Utah Grizzlies of the IHL was the head coach of the Islanders for a couple of years during a, a very difficult time in 99-2000 and 2000-2001, and then, of course, rejoined the team eventually uh, as a play uh, color commentator on their uh, TV broadcast, a position he holds till this day. We're going to take a look at one of Butch Goring's better games as an Islander. We're gonna go back to game three of the 1981 Stanley Cup Championship at the finals at the Metropolitan Sports Center in uh Minnesota, as the Islanders taking on the Minnesota North Stars. Islanders already leading the series two games to none. Jill Malash in goal for the North Stars, while Billy Smith was the netminder for the Islanders. And the North Stars got off to a quick two-to-nothing lead. Bobby Nyström was off for interference. Steve Kristoff got his seventh from Craig Hartsburg and Dino Cicerelli at 3:25, one to nothing North Stars. And look, Minnesota was desperate. They're already down in this series two to nothing. Then Steve Payne scores his fifteenth from Tim Young and Al McAdam at 14:09, two nothing North Stars. Looks like the Islanders are in trouble, but. Less than a minute after the Payne goal, Mike Bossy gets the Isles on the board, his 16th from Clark Gillies at 14:47. That made it 2-1. But the Islanders got into penalty trouble again. Bobby Nyström off for interference. Bobby Smith collects a power play goal for the North Stars, his seventh. Craig Hartsburg and Steve Payne with the helpers. After one period, the Islanders trailed 3-1. But the second period, the Islanders able to turn it around. First. Bobby Nystrom, his sixth, from John Tonelli and Wayne Merrick at 4'10". Then, the Islanders get a power play opportunity. Greg Smith off for interference, and it's Butch Goring scoring on the power play, his sixth, from Dennis Potvin and Mike Bossy at 7'16". It is a 3-3 hockey game. Then, Goring gives the Islanders the lead, a 4-3 lead, his seventh, from Clark Gillies at 11'51". After 40 minutes, that's the way it stood. Islanders 4, North Stars 3. Early in the third, Steve Payne scores his second of the game, 16th of the playoffs from Tim Young and Steve Kristoff at 111, and the game is all even at 4. But then the Islanders get back to work. Mike Bossy is 17th from Brian Trottier, less than a minute after the Payne goal. And then four and a half minutes after that, Butch Goring, his eighth of the playoffs, third of the game from Billy Carroll and Dennis Potvin at 634, and the Islanders regained the lead 6-4. Dino Cicerelli pulled Minnesota to within a goal, his 14th from Bobby Smith at 1335, but the Islanders ice it with an empty netter by Brian Trottier, his 11th from Mike Bossie and Wayne Merrick at 1916. The Islanders end up with a 7-5 win and they take a commanding 3 to nothing lead in this series en route to their second straight Stanley Cup for Butch Goring the hat trick on a team high. Six shots on goal in this one. Mike Bossy had two goals and two assists to lead the Islanders in points that day. Clark Gillies and Mike Bossy both plus three, as was Brian Trottier, in this game. So a very happy 71st birthday to a class act on and off the ice and a big part of the Islanders community. Happy birthday. Butch Goring, our Islanders birthday of the day. Still to come, we'll look at Simeon Varlamov, what he's meant to the Islanders this year in the regular season, in the playoffs, and what the future holds for Varley. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hey, Islanders fans, what are you going to do when you hit your wall? Well, I try Built Go. It makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, you can break through it with with Built Go every day. It comes in an easy-to-take, one-and-a-half-ounce package. You could just put it in your briefcase to give the most focused presentation ever. Put it in your golf bag, and you can power through the back nine, Or just put it in your pocket. It's easy to take wherever you go. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy, but without the crash. And it's all-natural, so it's better for your body. Comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And it combines energy gel with collagen protein, which is fast-absorbing, and it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. It's got beta alanine, vitamin B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. It also has vitamin B6 and vitamin B12. Collagen, by the way, promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Right now, visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com let's go all right so our focus right now is on Simeon Varlamo Varley uh the number one goalie for the Islanders last year and almost certainly going to enter training camp as the number one goalie this season 45 games played during the regular season 39 of them starts now remember the Islanders played 68 games a 19-14-6 record, 2.62 goals against average, and a 9-14 save percentage. Those numbers slightly better than what he did for Colorado the year before. Now, the thing about Varley, it was very much a case of as Simeon Varlamov goes, the Islanders go. And you look at the Islanders' 17-game point streak, and remember, for the first 37 games of the season, The Islanders alternated goaltenders game after game between Varley and Tomas Grice. During the 17-game point streak for the Islanders in October and November, uh, Varley was 7-0-2 and was just red hot during that time period and stayed hot for a, a good portion of the rest of the calendar year. 2019, and then once we got into January, that's when Varley started to struggle a little bit more, as did the entire Islanders team. So, again, it, it very much was as Varlamov goes, the Islanders go. But in the playoffs, Simeon Varlamov raised his game to another level. Played in 20 of the Islanders' 22 postseason contests, starting 19 of them, won 11 games. Lost only seven, but look at this. His goals against average, nearly a half a goal better in, in fact, a little bit more than a half a goal better in the playoffs than it was in the regular season. A 2.14 goals against average, the save percentage up to 921, and of course, he had two shutouts in the playoffs for the Islanders this year, and Look, everybody remembers the victory slide he made in the uh, exciting uh, overtime win against the Lightning, the eventual Stanley Cup champions, but Varlamov really gave the Islanders all he had in the playoffs, and if you remember the very first game after the resumption that counted against Florida, Islanders were outplayed for portions of that game, Varlamov faced 28 shots, made 27 saves, and you knew right away that Simeon Varlamov was going to basically take his game to another level in the postseason, and the Islanders clearly benefited from that. Now, yeah, Varley struggled a bit, you you look at, uh, for example, the overtime loss to Philadelphia, uh, where he gave up three goals in ten shots, that certainly was not his best performance. The first game against the Lightning, he looked demoralized after coming on for Tomas Grice. but overall, some outstanding performances, including you know, thirty-six saves in the win over Tampa that kept the season alive, in, in a game that you know he played more than ninety-one minutes in in game. Uh, five, and then in game six, uh, you know, the overtime loss where he made 46 saves while facing 48 shots, so, you know, even in games that the Islanders didn't win, more often than not, Varlamov was able to come up big and lead this team. He's 32 years old, won't turn 33 until April, So, that'll probably be late in the regular season or early in the playoffs. April 27th is Varley's birthday. I get the feeling Varlamov is going to be the number one goalie for this season, and that he and Ilya Sorokin will eventually be 1A and 1B, and then I think Sorokin will probably take over. Now, there were a few trade rumors going around that the Islanders might try to move Varley, in an attempt to clear up some cap space, but now that Tomas Grice has signed with the Red Wings, I think that's a lot less likely. I don't expect Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz to be ready to trust uh, Ilya Sorokin, a a, a guy who's never played an NHL game yet in his career, with the most important position in the game. Varley proved that he is equal to the task this year, especially in the playoffs, and yeah, he needs a little bit more consistency. That long, you know, January, February, first couple of weeks of March was a little tough time for Varley and the team. It wasn't just Varlamov who was struggling, but he needs to come up and be a little bit more consistent, but overall, an outstanding season Uh, or let's say a very good season and an outstanding playoff performance overall for Simeon Varlamov right now entering camp. He will be the Islanders' number one goalie. All right, that's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Uh, Don't forget, we have a new show dropping every night just after midnight around 1225 a.m. And if you Subscribe to your podcatcher of choice. It'll be waiting in your inbox whenever you're ready. That way, you won't miss an episode. Stay safe, everybody. Have a great day, and of course, let's go Islanders!